we know that cancer impacts more than just your mental health or your physical health. And so Cancer Hope Network, we believe in being extraordinarily good at the peer mentoring and then working with other organizations, other nonprofits, other community groups to connect the clients we serve to the other resources that they need. Welcome to On the Mission with Norwex Learning Network. I'm Amy Kadora. I created this show to help raise awareness about issues that can impact our quality of life, including harmful chemicals, plastic pollution, and sustainability. We'll also explore the simple changes that you can make to improve you, your families, and the planet's health. joined by Sarah Cassidy, who is the Director of External Affairs at the Cancer Hope Network, where she helps people find Cancer Hope Network services and raises the money that helps to make those services possible. She sees her work at Cancer Hope Network as an opportunity to ensure everyone has a great support system and access to the resources they need when they are diagnosed with cancer. She has spent more than 20 years in nonprofit work as an ally, advocate, uh, marshalling volunteers and resources to help change the world. She was also a cancer caregiver herself and is trained as a hospice and support volunteer. Now, Cancer Hope Network provides free one-on-one peer support to adult cancer patients and their loved ones. There are more than 400 um, survivor and caregiver volunteers provide support from diagnosis through treatment and into survivorship. So I'm here today with Sarah Cassidy, who is the Director of External Affairs at the Cancer Hope Network, and really excited to have her back on our podcast to talk a little bit more about the um, you know, advocacy that the Cancer Hope Network does and just bring to all of you um, so many of the wonderful um, things that this particular organization does for uh, those that are managing cancer and, and their families as well. So Sarah, welcome to our podcast with Norwex again. Thank you so much for having me back. So tell us a little bit about Cancer Hope Network. I, you know, I know we talked about it before, but this, you know, the, your work that you guys do is so phenomenal. I, the more that we can spread the word, the better. So tell us a little bit about what, what they do, maybe where, when they started, how they started. So Cancer Hope Network, we just have finished. We are in our 41st year of existence. Wow. Um, we were the first in the nation in the U.S. to provide one-on-one peer support for cancer patients. Um, and in back in the early, actually, literally in 1980, going into 1981, a, an oncology nurse based here in New Jersey kept hearing from her patients over and over, you know, how is anybody else on this treatment? How are they doing? And as she started to look for support for them, she discovered that you know, there was one support group for all cancer patients in New Jersey. There were no, you know, there was not type, it was not broken out by type. There was one and she realized there was a need. There was a gap to fill in letting people know that they weren't alone. And so she got together with another nurse and some members of the community and volunteers and other medical professionals. And they started a group called Chemo Care, providing one-on-one support for people who were going through active chemotherapy. And that was wonderful and amazing. And it has grown in the years since 
to provide support to cancer patients, survivors, caregivers, more than 50,000 in the 41 years that were going on um, across the US and Canada and beyond. Um, it, we now, you know, we saw the benefit early and have continued to re find new communities and new groups of people who can use that support. So how did you find out about Cancer Hope Network and become involved with them? And, and what, what do you do there now? Sure, I lucked into it. It was a one of the few jobs that you ever get as an adult that you didn't know someone who said apply or know somebody. And I saw it on the internet and <laughs> went to <laughs> the greatest internet find of my life, I think. Um, you know, came in, talked to one of our volunteer, our executive director at the time, she's since retired and knew that this was the place, the mission that I wanted to put my time and my passion behind. Mm. Um, and seven and a half years later, I'm still here. So, still doing. Still doing. You know, yes, um, the responsibilities have grown a bit. Uh, so as director of external affairs, kind of joke that I find the people, not even joke, we say that I find the people who want to help and connect them with people who need to help. And that gotcha. happens in a lot of different ways. So sometimes that means I am out looking for cancer patients and survivors and caregivers who want to serve as volunteers or who need assistance. Um, sometimes that means my team and I are fundraising. But all of it is connecting people who need help with folks who want to help in some way. Right. Does Is that done through like the hospitals or, or you know, I'm just trying to think of how, yeah. how somebody that just got diagnosed with cancer would learn about your network and, and try to, to get connected. So that is part of the challenge that we face. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the reasons that we are so incredibly grateful to Norwex and Party for a Cause for continuing to partner with Cancer Hope Network and to you specifically for having us on the pod. Um, you know, people often don't know that they need us until they need us. And right. so part of my work and our ongoing efforts as an organization is to make sure that people know that the service is available when they need it. So we do partner with a lot of oncologist office, cancer centers. Um, we have what we call our Allies of Hope program, which is a formalized program with a cancer center where we train survivors and caregivers in their community and then provide support for the patients and caregivers who are going through treatment. We do work with a lot of healthcare professionals. We also work with community organizations, other support organizations. Um, one of the things we know that cancer impacts more than just your mental health or your physical health. Cancer impacts so many things it's coming at you. And so Cancer Hope Network, we believe in being extraordinarily good at the peer mentoring, at providing that peer mentor and that support, and then working with other organizations, other nonprofits, other community groups to connect the clients we serve to the other resources that they need. So what happens when, uh, I was just kind of going through this process, they find out about you and they contact you and they get connected, they're matched, uh, the word I heard you use, they're matched with a mentor. What, what, what kind of, what's the process that they go through and what can they expect from that, that new friendship, that new relationship? Yes. So that is a really good point. You bring up a very good point. So when someone wants to get connected with a peer support volunteer, the first thing they do is contact us. Um, they'll complete an intake, which is a really a conversation with a member of our programs team to find out what's most important to them. 
it may be someone who has the same diagnosis, the same treatment. You want to talk to someone who has gone through the surgery your doctor has told you about. You want to talk to another parent who had to work through chemotherapy. But finding the thing that makes you, you, and connecting, we know that people are more than their kids are. Mm-hmm. And so connecting people to a volunteer who will get it. Um, so that first, there's the intake, you request the match, you talk to the um, client, mm-hmm. our patient services people, and then they will go and look through our more than 500 volunteers and find the one who fits. You know, the person who not only shares a diagnosis or a treatment protocol, but also somebody who may share similar life experience, share similar passions, similar dreams, um, things like that. They will then, you'll start the match, that connection between the volunteer and the client. The volunteer Mm -hmm. will reach out to the client, generally by phone. Um, Most of our matches start by telephone call. Um, Mm -hmm. Occasionally, they'll start with a text or other digital messaging. Um, You'll have that first visit. Um, and then take it from you can have as many as many as you want as many or as few you know we have one of the important things about cancer Oak network is that our volunteers are mentors not friends mm-hmm. which can be incredibly helpful you mm-hmm. don't have to you've gotten a lot of things added to your plate just but you received a diagnosis or your loved one's going through treatment it may seem exhausting to make a new friend right. a mentor you don't have to worry about that relationship Mm-hmm. You are able to talk to them when you need to, to schedule calls and visits when you need to, and then to not worry about letting them down or having to mm-hmm. build that relationship. Some of our visit, you know, some of our matches graduate to friendship, um, right. but that's not a requirement. That's nice. And, you know, the other thing you said that really stuck with me is the caregivers too are, can be part of this, right? They can, they can also be matched with someone because no one, Unless you go through it, you don't understand the the pressure that can be on a caregiver day in and day out as they're caring for someone too. So it's wonderful to have that available to them. That sounds like the voice of experience. <laughs> yes, just yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Watching my family really is yes, it's very um, enlightening for sure to see that and think about that. No. Yes. Now you, you know most of the cancer um, activities maybe that we see come you know, October with Breast Cancer Month, they're really focused on funding for research, right? And and that's very important. We all agree on that. But why do you think that peer support is so important for people that are facing cancer? You know, because I, you know, I, as we all have probably faced it or, or been been part of a family that that faced it, you 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 can see how important that kind of in in the weeds and the trenches um, to have somebody there alongside you as well. That's exactly it. To okay. know that you're not alone. To right. know, you know, we have started to see research, and we've had anic data for a while, and are starting to see really great research is coming out to talk about the benefits of peer support. Um, but knowing that you're not the first, as we were talking right. about a little bit about knowing that you're not alone, mm-hmm. um, there's also honesty. You can ask someone who has gone through the same treatment, what the side effects will be like in a way that is completely different. You know, your doctor, your care team can be extraordinary and they may tell you, here are the side effects, right. but the cumulative effects of chemo can seem very different as a lived experience than right. as something on the back of a pamphlet. 
Right. Um, you know, one of our volunteers, Terry, talked about she's from this tiny little town and her treatment was all an hour away. And so as she's going through this treatment, not only does she have the treatment, but she also has to deal with driving down the road, you know, driving down the road, worrying about throwing up or getting sick in some other way. And there is something to be said to talk to someone mm-hmm. who gets that, right. you know, who understands I am not the first person. I talk a lot about one of my favorite match stories that there was a, a client called us and was looking, she was going to have an amputation. And so she wanted to get connected to another volunteer who had lost a limb to their cancer. So we were able to find her a match, but we were also able to, you know, going back to that individualized um, connection, we were able to find another volunteer who not only had had an amputation, but who was also a school teacher. And so they were both able to talk about not only how do I deal with life with a prosthetic, but how do I deal with walking back into my classroom? What do I tell my kids? And that really is the power of connecting someone to peer support. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Well, tell us a little bit about your own personal experience with the services from Cancer Hope Network. As I said, it was a very lucky day, the day I clicked the link to Cancer Hope. Um, I've been here for a few years and then I was, uh, I became a, can- a cancer caregiver for my mother-in-law. And Suddenly, what I knew intellectually to be true and what so many volunteers and clients had told me, I got to see lived out in my own experience where connecting with a volunteer helped me to process. It helped me to understand what was coming from Mickey's treatment. Um, One of the things that has stayed with me for so many years is that my volunteer understood the emotions I was feeling and the exhaustion and all of those pieces. But she also understood, gave me a tip on how to move my mother-in-law without hurting her. And she probably does not remember it, but it has stuck with me to this day and is something that I think about frequently and talk about because that was help that, you know, going back to Terry driving or the teacher talking about going into her classroom, moving Mickey was something that was really important and really big to me. And that was part of the benefit. And then it was also, you know, I was able to work with my volunteer. And then unfortunately, as my mother-in-law transitioned to hospice and passed away, I was able to keep talking to my volunteer and to be able to know what was going to come in that experience. Right. Right. Hmm. So what, what if a, if you find that a cancer hope network client might need other resources or more resources beyond just a peer mentor? What what would they do from, from that standpoint? So one of the things that is unusual about Cancer Hope Network or very often appreciated from the clients that we serve and the professionals that we partner with is the fact that our programs team follows up with the client after the first visit and then follows up with the vault checks in with the volunteer after every visit. Um, we're not bothering the client with all of those outreach calls, but we do check in with the volunteer so that if a patient or a caregiver needs more help, right. we can connect them to those network of support. We can find the navigator in their town who can help them. We can find the transportation that they need to get to treatment or the 
you know, all of those, help them find all of those different pieces that are necessary. That's, that's pretty amazing. I was thinking, you know, you're, you're almost like, um, is fulcrum the right word? Like you're the, you're the heart and you can, you can connect people once they mm-hmm. get connected with you. Uh-huh, to like they, you yeah. Too, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the great thing about working with other wonderful organizations is that I did, when I became a caregiver, I didn't, I mean, I worked here for a couple of years and I didn't know all of the resources and connecting with a volunteer was helpful to me. Connecting with somebody on our programs team can be helpful. You're fine. They are not the first person to know. Here's the three organizations that have the best information. You know, we talked a little bit about research before. Right. Cancer Network doesn't focus. Our focus is not research. Our focus is on peer support, but we know the great research organizations. So, you know, we partner with the Lung Cancer Research Foundation, train their volunteers, support the people that come to them and are looking for help. But then when our, you know, when folks come to us who didn't come through through the LCRF, we're able to say, here's here's a group that knows what they're talking about, is credible, scientifically based, and you can trust the information you're getting. Right. People say, you know, cancer is isolating and scary, and it's also a flood, Right. Like yeah, all of the information. A fire hose, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we can help sort of navigate that fire hose a little bit. So valuable. That is just so valuable. Um, so once Party for a Cause, which is in October, is over, we, we know that there still continues to be great need. So how can people that are um, listening today, how can they continue to help you guys? The first and most important way to help is to tell people about Cancer Hope Network. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a staff of eight serving the U.S. and Canada, Um, a group of volunteers, about 500 volunteers across, you know, Mm -hmm. um, across the U.S. and Canada. And so telling people about us, introducing us, we'll never be able to go to all of the oncology centers or to talk to the oncologist or the nurse navigator who could put our brochures in packets or refer clients or build a relationship. So telling people about us, um, considering serving as a volunteer, you are a cancer survivor or a cancer caregiver. We are always on the lookout for people who want to help. It is a safe, there's no, you know, because our visits are happening virtually, even for an immunocompromised cancer patient or caregiver, it's a safe way to volunteer. Um, It's convenient. Training can happen online. Um, And it's also at the convenience of the volunteer. So when you are happy, I was talking with one of our long-term volunteers, Linda, this morning, and she had to take some time off and is now coming back. So when I say, I always say like about 500 because people are active or go on and off of being active duty. And so, you know, introducing us to folks, serving as a volunteer, and of course, giving Um, all of this work. We work to be incredibly good stewards, but we also... It takes money to find the people who need help to train the volunteers, to recruit the volunteers. All right. Cannot forget that for sure. So what is the best place for them to find out more to go to your website? And what is that URL? Absolutely. So they can go to our website, cancerhopenetwork.org, or they can call 877-HOPENET. 877-HOPENET? Yes. Fantastic. Sarah, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. Every time we we have this podcast, it just kind of re-inspires me to, um, well, for hope. It's a very positive feeling that I get and, and, you know, that we can all help and that there's help out there 
especially in this in in that time of need because it is a very challenging time. So we so appreciate everything you and Cancer Hope Network are doing and hope that we can help spread the word and maybe get some more volunteers to you and uh, maybe some additional funds too for sure through our Party for a Cause um, uh, here coming up in October. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having us on, helping us to let people know that they're not alone. So important. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to share with friends and family and don't forget to follow and subscribe.